Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy Z Murray. What up, dog? This is Eshaw. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy DJ Paul KOL from 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man Mastermind and Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Delight, 
and yes. and 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 you got got to realize back in the day, back in them days, now this was '79. I mean, you had three channels on TV and you had radio. That's the only entertainment you had. Antenna yeah. TV, radio, brother. It's like that was it. So when you know, I, I lived off music. I was, uh, you know, as a little kid, and yeah. I, I when I bought that forty-five record. I was hooked, brother. That was it. Uh, I, from then on out, the only thing I ever wanted to do was go to the record store and find out what was the next rap record. And then that, as I aged and got a little older, you know, naturally grew into other types of music, you know, uh, funk, old Parliament Funkadelic. Started collecting those albums, uh, all of the, the even the blues records. So rock and roll, I mean, everything. I, I was buying every record I could put my hand on and <clears throat> just looking for them sections and them breaks. And as a DJ, most DJs don't understand what I'm saying. When you finally figure out how to DJ and you've got your two turntables in your mixer, which I finally got uh, probably when I was about 13 and about eighth grade, uh, I finally saved up enough money, man. Every dollar I made, I put five more with it and went and bought more records. That's all. I, I was eating and living music, making mixtapes, and that just kind of morphed into, you know, how do they make these records? Started started trying to buy equipment and trying to figure out, can I recreate some of these records on my own, you know? <clears throat> Yeah, and, and this is early on in the game too. Hip hop is still in its infancy, so to speak. You were there, uh, you know, what I'm saying, getting turntables, 13 years old. You know, um, that's amazing, man, that you have that much history. Um, <clears throat> when you first got into the Memphis scene, what was there when when you got there already? I know Spanish Fly, Gangster Pat. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, my my whole introduction to Memphis as far as the DJ scene was me listening to that radio, Magic 101. You had DJ Spanish Fly on the radio. And this is before I, before I you know, knew, knew anybody in Memphis. But I would hear him on the radio live, Club No Name. And, you know, shout out to Spanish Fly, the greatest DJ in Memphis, Tennessee in history. I mean, this man would be on the radio live at Club No Name mixing these records. And some of the records, I'd be like, man, I got to find out what that is, you know. And then I'd go hit the record store searching, you know, trying to find the records he was spinning on the radio. Now, Fly, Spanish Fly is a little bit older than I was. But, um, but again, my, my, early, my early dealings in Memphis probably started around... 91, late 91, early 92, uh, when I met a, I met a guy that is actually in North Carolina named Lil Mac, and uh, I touched on this, the story back in the day. He was still in the Army at the time, and we was opening up for uh, Queen Latifah, Naughty by Nature, Doss Effect. They had like a two-city tour out there, and we were blessed to be able to be one of the opening acts. Uh, Matt happened to be in the audience at the show. So uh, that's the first Memphis artist I ran into, and that was how the Memphis Connect really officially jumped off. But before that, there was a guy in Memphis named Steve A. that used to bring all of the early Memphis rap artists out to these little country towns outside of Memphis in West Tennessee. And being, being that I was a DJ, a lot of these parties at these little at these little places, I would be DJing. So that's that's how I first met Gangsta Pat, Ball and G because Steve A would be bringing them out to these small towns and man I'ma tell you, Ball and G and Gangsta Pat and Al Capone and all them guys, they they had fans back then outside of Memphis. And they probably didn't even know it was as big as they as it was. They was they yeah. was man, them, they were superstars Back then, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they had uh, tapes and, and uh, oh, yeah, man, this stuff spread like wildfire outside of your region. 
Um, oh, yeah. But you, you're part of that. I mean, those guys were just a little bit before you, you know. But you're part of that that early Memphis wave too, because uh, I think it was in '93 you and Little Mac put out your first single, wasn't it? We was, yeah. We we had we had actually signed uh, to a little independent record deal out in New York named Lock Records, and what happened was uh, it was very very small label. Not a lot of financing for videos, so we just we you know he he would he would take us up to New York. We would do some recording, and they we put that first single out. But I ended up taking it to Johnny Phillips as selected hits and saying, "Hey, I got a record. I think you really would be you know interested in to get involved with." Took it to Johnny Phillips. It was just that one song, "What You Pumping," and he bought into the record. He financed the video. Uh, flew us to LA. Man, I felt like felt like a star in my early twenties, bro. I mean, we we out there in Beverly Hills <laughs> and Long Beach, man. Right, right when wow. the Chronic had just dropped. Yeah, and that's the golden era, video. right there. Yeah, oh, bro. You know, you you couldn't ride around LA and Beverly Hills and Long Beach without hearing the Chronic playing everywhere. You know what I mean? <clears throat> And and what was so humbling about that was our little song "What You Pumping" was more of a bass record, you know. It was it was more yeah. of a you know a Miami bass, you know, eight oh eight kick drum scratches, you know, uh, clean just clean song, just a clean song. But but when I when I was out there and I heard the Chronic record, bro, I was like, oh my god, I got we we got to step it up. <laughs> You know, because yeah. who, who can compete with the chronic? You feel me? It was like a classic. So, but it sparked so much uh, creativity for me that when I came back, I was like, you know, I got to dig in, man. We got, I got to step up my beats, my production, what I'm doing, um, to to even try to halfway compete with 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 all of these records that was dropping in that time in the early nineties. We fulfilled the contract. Uh, out in New York, uh, realized that the you know this was an older gentleman who owned the label. He was already pushing probably seventy. Um, really, really, really good guy, man. Um, but we realized that we we probably was going to have to do it on our own. And so I, I mean, I already at that time had had fully invested in my own studio. I, I had my sixteen track one inch reel to reel machine. You know, I had all the basics. Uh, I had people at that time already still coming from Memphis recording with me uh, over an hour away just because of the sound that I was giving them and the beats that I was doing. And and actually, that's how I first met Al Capone was during that time with Mac. Man, we would we would we would do these little promo shows, and we had, we was actually in like Osceola, Arkansas, doing a show in one of them. Itty bitty small clubs with so much weed smoke that you, you see the you see the clouds floating on the ceiling. Okay? <laughs> but that's how yeah. I, when I first met Capone for the first time, man. And he had just inked a deal with Priority Records on on a, on one of his records that had just come out. And so that was the beginning. And and, and like I said, Memphis has always been my second home. Uh, I didn't fully move move down here until like '98. But I was already working with several Memphis artists back 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 in my itty bitty small town, and um, I just man, I just been blessed, man, to 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 meet and work with and be being on stage with so many people. I didn't forget probably half of from from old school folk like Zap to you know like I say Dots Effects to you know Mister Mix. Uh, Brother Marquis, you know, it's just so so many people, man. And I'm thinking, here I am from an itty bitty small town, and I've I've been able to be around these people and make music with some of these people, you know, just 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 really blessed, man. So for me to be doing it at the level that I'm doing it now again is is kind of insane to me, bro. Because I'm like, that's why I had to change my name from DJ Trick to Paw Paw Fresh. Is like. I look like an old dude now with my gray beard. So, but what? That's the that's the beauty of it, though, is it shocks Reinvention. everybody. Because, 
Yeah, they they see this old dude walk up, you know what I'm saying? And, and I've even put uh, overalls on. Say, who is this old dude, man? You finna get on stage. And then when I grab the mic and start spitting, it's like a shock value. They be like, what the world just happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got mm. that, you know, Indo G. You always, I always compared you to him. You had a flow like him, and uh, you you, yeah. you could rap very, very fast. Um, people yeah. don't understand. I'm glad you said that. You know, it's like a shock. Um, I've known you for well over 20 years, and, uh, you know, JC as well. As a matter of fact, when I got to Murder Dog, JC was already there doing reviews himself. You know, so shout right. out to King JC. Um but you guys both, man, just uh, you didn't really do anything musically for a while, and then boom, you come back right. and, and you're in so much success. Like we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna go to this West Ten song, Country Talk, with uh, of course you, King JC, West Ten, featuring Al Capone. This thing has got like uh, well over 150 thousand views. It's blowing up right now. Uh, the video on YouTube. So you can check that right. out. It's called Country Talk. Tell before I play this, tell us about this song. Man, I'm gonna tell you, uh I, I never ever ever expected to be able to reconnect with Capone, uh, because what we did and what we're doing as West Ten was just kinda like a spur of the moment do a song and then we just kept recording and recording. Never knowing that people would be receptive to it and accept it and love it push us and promote us and so I just man kind of reached out to Al man and what's funny is he had reached out to me he had found our old video from 1993 he had it on VHS tape and he took a picture of it and sent it to me and I hadn't talked to Al in years but man it had been years man and I was like wow I don't even have a copy of that video. So I was like, man, that's a blessing right there. So that that was the reconnect with Al. And I used to be a DJ for Capone for some for yeah. a few years. You know, Al Capone, I'm telling you, hands down, is the realest MC artist, producer out of Memphis, Tennessee. He's just the realest dude, man. I mean, if, so humble. If he, t- yeah, if he tells you something, you can take it to the bank. He's just, he, he's just a... Al Capone is a cool, cool dude, man. Straight up, straight up. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's why the Grizzlies got him on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, they, yeah, yeah. They, they know his, the people love him. Um, <clears throat> it's an amazing thing, though, to see this this resurgence of you and JC, and and you got Al Capone back in the mix with you guys, and um, it's got to make you feel proud of yourself. And I want to congratulate you, too. I forget the name of the platform. You're going to have to refresh me, but you won DJ of the Year. Before we go to this uh, uh, Country Talk song, tell us about that, brother. Well, what what that was, at the time, uh, it was called the Country Rap Report. Uh, they would actually, like, just review videos of what they considered country rap dudes, just, you know, unknown folks trying to do music who actually made made videos and it's just, you know, trying to do music. And it was it was just it was this thing where everybody would, you know, vote at the time and uh, and I actually got I, I say I got lucky. <laughs> so everybody voted me to to as the number one producer for that year, which is last yeah. year and I I'm very humbled about that because I, I there's so many other dope producers in this genre of what they call country rap. Like to me, Dub Thirty Thirty is like man, top dog. He's killing this. Uh, man, Shamu the drum dummy, and I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, man, y'all, if y'all don't y'all talking about production, y'all look these brothers up because they killing it too with dope beats. Uh, but yeah, just uh. It, it, he voted me last year, and I'm humbled by that, you know. But um, everything that's happened, man, over the last less than two years has been kind of amazing to me, and it ain't stopped. Uh, and I'm actually getting ready pretty soon to drop my very first Pop Pop Fresh solo song uh, and video. 
probably about the same time as, as this might air. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's uh oh, wow. Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's Twi- Twister's gonna want to get on the remix because I'm 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 spitting so fast, y'all ain't gonna believe it. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for that, brother. Make sure you tag me in that, and uh, you know we definitely want to check that out. Um, but um, don't go nowhere. We're gonna come back. Uh, the homie Senator from France. I know he's got some questions for you. Uh, but this yes, is sir. Country Talk, West 10, featuring Al Capone. Make sure to go uh, check that out on YouTube, you know what I'm saying, Spotify, wherever you get your music, support, you know what I'm saying. We'll be right back with uh, DJ Trick, a.k.a. Papa Fresh. Don't go nowhere. West 10, we them country boys. Yeah, we that country talk. It's Al Capone, Al Capizzi, oh boy. Right about now. We better let y'all know what it is and what it ain't. Thank <laughs> you. 
and you're going to give them that tongue twisting sniper flow. Shock the yeah, shit out. They're not going to believe. They're not going to believe it, man. I'm telling you, it's it's it's. Uh, it's I kind of went back to early, like well, late '97 style that I was doing. Uh, you know, it, I, it's going to be a shocker to a lot of folks. And um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm just having fun, man, making music. At, at, at my stage in the game, man, I know a lot of people chase that dollar. But it, it, for me, it's just like about making good music, man. I just make the music that I want to make. Having fun, yeah. Yeah, and if it resonates with people and, and they and they go get it and they support it, they, that's just icing on the cake. Uh, I'm 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 always open to collab with with different artists of different genres. I mean, matter of fact, I mean I had to put this out here. We just dropped a record a week ago uh, with Smo. We used to go by Big Smo. It's Smo, Nitty Gritty Gr, and Papa Fresh. I'm I'm on that thing. I produced it. I did the talk box on it. So if you're a fan of the talk box. You gonna love this record because at the end of the time, man, I'm talk boxing like Roger Trapman on that thing. Oh. And, and 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 what I like to do is I like to blend genres of music. Yeah. Is like this thing right here comes on and you think it's straight hillbilly, uh, bluegrass, country dance. Then we got the video out. It's on YouTube right now. Y'all go check it out. It's called Clap Your Hands. It's on Small Motion TV. Uh, YouTube channel, but but then when that thing drops down and they, we we start rapping and talk boxing on it, it's straight rap. So it's it's something that ain't never been done. And in a week's time, we almost on two hundred different playlists on Spotify. It's amazing what it's doing, bro. It's uh wow. we we actually on a country playlist. We're on one of the biggest country playlists. Which is insane because it's not a country record; it's a rap record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, it's, it's, you guys are bringing that stuff together. I mean, that's uh, that's genius. Right. You know, um, hey, uh, not to cut you off, uh, Papa Fresh, but we got the homie uh, DJ Lord Citizen from France. He's on the line. Uh, I know he's got some oh, questions for you, Sandy. There, brother. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, Hi, hi, Scott. Hi, another DJ Trick. Yeah, let's go. Hey, it's Papa Fresh now, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you tell us about the, the song Man's Eye with King JC? It was the first song you, you recorded with him in 97, and uh, you won an, an award for the top 10 greatest underground song. Can you tell us about this one? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Mind's Eye, man, I'm going to tell you, I had met, I had already knew about King JC because, like I say, before I moved to Memphis, I always came to Memphis to buy albums and records and, and look for, like, local new artists. And at the time, they had a section where it was just all local Memphis artists that popped tunes. Um, and I seen this white dude up there called King JC. And the tape was called The Next Episode. I said, oh, I got to get this. I mean, because quite honestly, I did not know of any other white dude in Memphis that rapped. Uh, and and I, so I bought the tape, so I already knew about him. So at the time, I was working with a Memphis artist called the legendary Lady J. Shout out to Lady J, one of the coolest, oh, dopest yeah. female MCs in the game. Right. If, if y'all hadn't did an interview with her, you need to get you need to do one. So, um, but yeah, so man, she comes to the studio. She had already been coming from Memphis, so she comes in one day, and lo and behold, who walks in the door? King JC himself. I meet him for the first time. This is like ninety, early ninety seven, mid ninety seven, somewhere in there, and uh, and I, I was already a fan because I had bought his tape. And I said, this dude right here rapping his, his tail off. And I didn't really realize that he was the one that was producing his own tapes. He was making the beats. So we immediately, man, like just connected like we were brothers from another mother. And uh, and so I was like, bro, you need to come record your album right here. Let's get it done. 
And so that's when we recorded his whole album. And on that album, there was a song called Mind's Eye. And um, I, I had already had the track done and laid. I was going to use it for one of my solo records. And I was like, bro, you need, I'm going to let you have this beat. And he was like, man, you got to get on it. And so there it was. I already had eight, uh, 16 bars wrote. I spit it. And, uh, man, it's a... Uh, I'm going to tell you, to this day, that's one of my favorite albums, that that album right there on that King J.C. I think uh, and, and I, I got a pop-up moment. What number was that on King J.C.'s album? Y'all remember? No, man, oh, I sure no. don't. Uh, <laughs> was that, 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 man, that man got about 50, 50 volumes. If, if so it was 97... <laughs> Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, number, eight, number eight, eight came out in '99 or '98, right? Yeah, might have been number seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I'm going through the tapes. But yeah, man, that was that. That record, man, just kind of happened, man. When uh, you know, he came came to the studio with Lady J, and, and you know, I say I say within like less than a couple weeks later, we was recording that album, which I think was number seven or number eight. Uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah. You recorded with, uh, with Larry Nix, a legendary uh, Adam Studio in Memphis. Larry, Larry Nix was a, a legendary uh, uh, engineer like Nike uh, Ross or Cosmo Studios. And, uh, you can tell us about him and, uh, and Adam Studios in Memphis. Uh, you said you said Artist Studios? Is that what you said? Yeah, I say about Larry Nix, who, who, who yeah, said... Yeah, yeah, I don't see you. Yeah, yeah, Larry Nix. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, Larry Nix. Uh, <laughs> when I first when I first started going to him, me actually me and, me and JC took a took a couple projects up there to him to master. He mastered and he actually he actually mastered the uh, Memphis Gangster Walking album that we did uh, together, which was a, a playlistic release. Uh, he also mastered the vinyl, at, at, and his shop was right there in the Ardent Studios in Memphis, Tennessee, which for me was like an amazing experience because I'm a vinyl junkie. If I could take a picture right now of me in a studio, and I got I got so many albums on both sides of the walls, it, you know, I had to build a cu- custom case. You know, so I'm a vinyl junkie. So for me to be sitting there watching Larry Nick's master our Memphis Gangster Walking vinyl, uh, which was was amazing to me. And we we actually got orange vinyl on it too, because uh, you know, hey, Tennessee orange. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, Larry Nick's masters ain't no telling how many records. He mastered in, in Memphis. Probably every every tape, every CD that came out of Memphis from the early nineties to the to the to the late two thousands. I mean, Larry yeah, Nixon, you see his he, name on everything. Yeah, everything, bro. You right. can't pick up an old CD and not see his name. And I think now he's kind of turned it down, turned it over to his son Kevin. And uh, Kevin is is carrying on. The, the tradition of, of mastering, you know what I'm saying, and recording up there and uh and, and from what I understand it's still like top of the top game, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. this one who makes it in Memphis were legendary like uh like Coley Russ or Black Franklin, of course, who make get out or so it's all that. Yeah. Uh, right. you was also under contract with a. Uh, Indo-G's label from uh, 9 Entertainment at times, so you can you can drop the, the album worldwide, and after you have to leave this label. Uh, yeah, uh, and you say so. You mentioned Indo-G. Uh, right. I actually, I actually, actually was a, a huge fan of Indo-G man when I first heard him when he was still signed with uh with with Three Six. They they put a record out on him, you know what I'm saying? And also, even before that, uh, they had did a record uh, SMK had produced. They got released under Duke Records, 
that was the first time I heard of Indo G in the little blunt. And, and so um yeah, actually I connected with Indo, man, somehow, some way, and I, I don't exactly remember the story of how that happened, but he was coming actually to to my little hometown in the country and recording a few records. And uh he was putting out some compilations uh, you know, at the same time, right? I think at the time he had already either left the three six deal and was kind of just doing his own thing. And um and, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you out of Memphis, if I had to pick a favorite MC out of Memphis, it would have to be Endo G, man. Yeah. I mean Endo G okay. I mean when yeah, he touched the microphone. Endo G is just like the track is just gonna be killer, man. Because he just he he stepped to the mic, and he just killed the game. Big fan of Endo G, bro. Uh, yeah, he was a class. Angel Dust. <laughs> oh, Angel Dust. Yeah, yeah, that was a classic <laughs> album. You, uh, yeah, yeah. You, is he still around, man? I haven't heard of anything yeah. from him for years. He just- I'm going to tell you what I've seen recently, and uh, the only reason I know this is because I just joined, uh, just started using Instagram probably two, three months ago because I was anti-social media, bro. I'm old here, man. I didn't want to have nothing to do with it. I had an email, and you got my email, and if you was blessed to have my number, it means I knew you really, really, really good. But I got on Instagram, man, and actually I think he's reconnected with Psycho. Y'all remember Psycho from back in the day? Yeah, yeah, and they got, I might want to reach out to them and do some interview, man. They've started this uh, Memphis Mafia, uh, and I don't, you know, if I'm saying that wrong, forgive me, but they, they've all linked up, and there's a lot of Memphis artists that are, Collecting together over there, and as far as I know, Endo's about to drop some new stuff, man. If I'm not mistaken, which would be really dope. But before I forget, I got to go back since you mentioned Endo G. I got to go back and and send a huge shout out to my favorite producer out of Memphis, SMK. He's my man. SMK is deep, in my opinion, my humble opinion, and I make beats. But SMK is the dopest producer out of Memphis, Tennessee. Can't nobody work a SP-1200 like SMK. So, man, I I don't know what SMK doing, but shout out to him, man. I was blessed to to be in the studio a couple times with him and Brother Marquise when we was working on a mixtape release with the Playlist Records and CJC. And uh, just a just a dope producer, man. I mean, he he been around some of everybody. Seiko so. Seiko was maybe one of the first who did devil shit even before DJ Paul. He was on OTS at that time with uh with the man of the other hour with Al Capone all that. It, it right. Was from uh, yeah. Ninety 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 one ninety ninety. That's true. If you go back, if you go back and listen yeah. to some of them early tapes before right. even the CDs started coming out, Psycho was on that level, man. Sampling, oh, you, got, you know, oh, it was more bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, dope producer, man, dope MC. Yeah. Shout out to Psycho, man. Still, still in the game, man. I'm just, man. I'm gonna tell you. The resurgence of Memphis music and Memphis artists and some of the people that's actually elevated the game and still still making music and still getting deals and I mean I mean look at Glorilla. Uh that just signed with, you know, uh C M G. You know, Yo Gotti, she's best new artist of this year, you know what I mean? So Memphis Memphis is on the map in a huge way. And um yeah. I just, man, I'm going to tell you what I would love. I would love to see all of the old originators in the game, Gangsta Pat, you know, Al Capone, Ball and G. I would like to see them all drop brand new records 
and just come back to the game and just show them that, hey, Memphis, we we might be old, considered old school, but we, we still in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's a great idea. Showcase the, the, the legend. You got also a song was Studio G, who was a legend like club in Trazio uh, Bay Street. And uh, of course, it was like like the Crystal Palace, like uh, Club Expo, Club No Name at that time. It was uh, the same the same era of Studio G. And uh, you got Al Capone, Zerb, Trim, Kent, Mr. Ski on it. Tell, tell us about this one and, and how it was to, to be in Studio G at the time. It was great because I was. I was this club at the time. It was great. I, I, mean, I was maybe the only white to, to go there, <laughs> coming from France. You would have been like me, brother, man, because like, there, there was a couple of <laughs> shows did, man, back in the day where, yeah. you know, I, I think I might have been the only white boy in the club. But, like, <laughs> and so, but like when they handed us the mic, they handed me the mic, and I started spitting that you know the whole right. club would be like go white boy you know it's I I'm gonna tell you I experienced nothing but love man from Memphis Memphis has been a blessing to me and my family man and it's I'm gonna tell you I never was able to go to Studio G so so man if you was able to actually go there I mean that's huge bro I never I, I was never able to 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 be a part of that that scene. Um, because I actually I was still in the country, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my my connect hadn't really come through in Memphis yet. So, but yeah, uh, Club No Name was a big influence on me because DJ Spanish Fly. I was a, I was a DJ back then. I was DJ Trick. I was uh, on the timetables. I didn't, I wasn't even rapping. You know what I mean? Juice Ball was was that time also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, another, another. Yeah. If I had to mention another DJ from Memphis, it would have to be DJ Just Born. No, hands down. He was. <laughs> if it wasn't, if it wasn't Spanish Fly DJing the the party in Memphis, it was Just Born. It was you. You could them two names right there, hands down, was the beginning of Memphis hip hop. And DJing, right. and uh, yeah, shout out to Just Born, man. Yes, sir. It was yeah. Bob and Walk at time. Before the Gangster Walks was Bob and Walk. It was a Bob and Family. <laughs> right, right. Well, right. What, what's dope um, about this whole journey, like I said, man, it, it goes back to the early '80s. Um, you know, what I'm saying when you got your first turntable, and then you you, you don't really do anything for a while. On those 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 years that you had off from from putting out records, were you still making them? Being that you love music so much, like you got a lot of stuff in the vault. I was. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <clears throat> even though I never was actually releasing music, uh, I never stopped making music. I never stopped making beats. So like. Collectively, between my machine that I used to use and and my my laptop now with the I use Echo Studio now, uh, I probably got twenty thousand beats in my you know just sitting. So it's wow. like when JC yeah which which is cool because when JC comes back back to check out my studio setup that I had built at my house, you know, and I started playing some of these beats. It was like it re-sparked something in him, and he's like, man, what you going to do with them beats? I said, you want them? Let's do something. <laughs> so so that's how West Ham was born, and I never stopped making beats. I, I, I'll probably be, Lord willing, I'll probably be an old dude with my laptop pulled up, still, man, trying to create something, just because I love making music. I, I, love, I love spinning records. Um, and if if you're blessed enough to meet the right artists and the right musicians, man, age don't mean nothing. You can still make a dope record, no matter how old you are or how young you are. Man, look so at Billy Gibbons. Uh, yeah. the top. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, they're still touring. Mm-hmm. Still, uh, uh, Willie Nelson, B.B. Uh, King touring up until he died, man. Fat Domino is pretty much the same way. Uh, Jerry Lewis, uh, so many of these old-timers. Age is no- nothing but a number, and hip-hop, unfortunately, is the only genre that has that stigma about it. You know, a- a- no one says nothing when uh, Willie Nelson, you know, uh, puts out a new record uh, negative. Right. No one's like, oh, this right. this old mummy's putting out another. No, no, they they flock to it and support it. Flock, you know. Uh, I mean, <sighs> yeah. Think about this. Think about this. Eminem, if I if, if long as my, I didn't get the number wrong, Eminem just turned fifty, bro. Yeah. I mean, and, and Eminem is still. If, you put him on any record with any artist that's out, and he going to kill him. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? He, so, he's, so, he's still like, sharp. Um, still, and, and you never lose, lose it. Man. Ice-T, still dope lyricist. You oh, know, um, Let me tell you a funny story about Ice-T, man. It's the, the year is 1987. Uh, I didn't, I, I'm, I'm just a DJ. I'm DJ Trick. Um, uh, I, I had just got my Technique 1200 turntables. I had just saved enough money, upgraded. And uh, so here we are about to open up for Ice-T NWA. Well, actually, it wasn't NWA. It was Ice-T Eazy-E, but naturally, the whole NWA crew was there on stage with Eazy-E that night. I mean, you're talking about just Ice. You're talking about Cash Money Marvelous in Jackson, Tennessee. And here we are. Here I am, a little country boy with my Technique 1200s. And we're playing instrumentals from, you know, just from rap records. And Radio Rashid, shout out to Radio Rashid, my brother from another mother from Jackson, Tennessee, down at Kicks 96. He's he down there, the program director. But he was the MC. I was the DJ. Here I am. I walk backstage Bringing my turntables to the to the to the stadium to open up for these for these legendary artists. I'm a fan of all of them. Nez Ice T leaned up against the stairs, and here I am with my cool self. I walk in. I said, "What's up, Ice?" He looked at me. He said, "What's up, Bob?" (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and so I was like, "Bob, is that like a slick?" Is that like a slick way of saying what's up, white boy? <laughs> you know what I mean. So, it, but but I said, you know what? I never forgot it, man. I said, Ice T called me Bob. I start I started to change my name to MC Bob. <laughs> yeah, you blessed with the name by by legendary Ice T. You know that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Looking back at all my interviews, man, he's always been one of my favorites. Uh, I wish we could oh, have yeah, him on. No doubt. Uh, now, because I haven't interviewed him, I think since 2011. But I've, right. I've interviewed him about three or four times, and he was always just real humble. You know, he uh, gave you the time of day. He didn't. He didn't talk. They didn't call me Bob. You know, knock on wood. <laughs> but uh, you know, my he, he, story. I'm a Bob for life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. You got to be. That's ice right there, man. He gave you that name. But yeah. but no, man. Um. I want to congratulate you again on all your recent success. You and King JC both are two of the most deserving right. people of these these types of accolades. And, and what's dope is you guys are going out there now and, and doing it. You're putting in the work. You, you you got a target audience. You're going after them. They're loving you and embracing you. Um, you're, you're 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 achieving accolades. But most of all, I can see you guys are having fun, man. And that's what oh, it's all yeah. about, you know. Yes, um, it's good to see that, brother, man. I'm happy for you guys. Real talk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, hey. I, I want to appreciate both of y'all, man. Uh, you know, I've, I've been knowing y'all. I've been knowing you for years, brother. Prayers and sinister. Man, I, I appreciate what y'all do with this show because, I mean, y'all don't realize, I mean, it's, it's it's a it's a on the phone interview, but man, these interviews y'all doing the one y'all just did with Gangsta Pat, man, I was like, I'm I'm one of the biggest Gangsta Pat fans you'll ever meet, you know what I mean? That's another legendary Memphis artist, man, that goes down in history as the first rap artist in Memphis 
to get a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, One of the dopest records you'll ever hear is the first game for that record. So when I saw y'all had just interviewed him, I was like, oh, wow. And then, and then here I am coming, coming, you know, right behind Pat, you know. I was like, I'm, I'm just humbled, man, because I feel like I feel like I don't, I'm not even on the level as some of these other artists, you know what I mean? But, but, but I've been around them all and blessed to work with them oh, all. Man. So you're well-deserving, you know, brother. It's yeah. an honor, not to cut you off, but it's an honor to have you on here because uh, uh, the history you have is so rich, man. I mean, you talking about, you know, opening up for Ice-T and Eazy-E and NWA and, and uh, you know, all the stuff you've done, being signed to Rap Records, that was huge in itself, too, because that label was killing it for some time. Yeah. You know, Gangsta yeah, Pat was the label makers. Yeah, yeah, oh no doubt. Before I forget, I got to send a special shout out to Mr. Collie Park. And if y'all ain't familiar with Mr. Collie Park, he used to go by the name DJ Smurf. He was signed to rap records at the same time that I was in nineteen ninety five. But Mr. Collie Park, man, just come back to the game or or he's he's He's, he's messing with some of us country rap artists, and they got a couple of records about to drop, like, in early November. You know what I mean? So y'all look out for that. Y'all y'all go to YouTube, and y'all search Mr. Collie Park. Man, I'm going to tell oh, you yeah, some things. Oh, yeah, we can get them on the show, too. Uh, get yeah, him on. Yeah, some things happening. Got to, got to get him on here, man. No doubt. Uh, Collie Park, cool, cool dude, man. He back, he back, man. Bringing them, bringing them ATL beats to this country rap genre, man. Which is, which is, which is a lovely thing, man. So shout out to him. Yeah, absolutely. What was the reaction with Ice T and Andrew B. with the Memphis crowd, the Memphis club fan? Because we know Memphis is crazy. Okay. Oh man, hey, let me, let me tell you. Now, now that show actually was in Jackson, Tennessee. The oh, one in Michigan. It was in Jackson, but I'm gonna tell you, Jackson is like a mini Memphis. So, so I mean, it was amazing because you gotta realize that's when Easy E had just dropped Dope Man, you know. Cruising down the street in my six folk. All them records had just dropped. His album had just come out, the full length album, so he was doing all some of the album cuts. And that was right before in the very first NWA record. So you had you had Yala on the DJ Yala on the turntables. You had Dr. Dre on the turntables. Man, you had man. MC Ren, Ice Cube, bro, it was legendary because everybody knew them records. The whole place was nuts when Easy E hit the stage, man. It was crazy. I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And um, and even Ice T, man, you gotta realize that that's when the movie. Y'all remember the movie Colors? Oh that's yeah. When he was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he had, Ice T had just dropped a record that was on a soundtrack, Colors. And he come out, man, this right. man come out stage with fake Uzis. When they pulled the trigger, they looked like real Uzi machine guns. When they pulled the trigger, it shot out that little fake uh, whatever that stuff he is. It looked like, um, looked like rubber coming out the gun, but it kind of shoots out the gun and just sprays everywhere. He sprayed the whole crowd, man, with them fake Uzis, and, and then colors came on. Oh man, it was like, man, I was in Hall's heaven just watching them perform. It's like, wow, here I am, man. I just, I was on the stage right before them, you know. That's amazing. It was. Yeah, yeah. It, it lit a fire. It lit a fire under me to be like, you know what? I could possibly do what they're doing right now. I could be on the stage that they on right now with them many fans if I make the right records. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah. 
Well Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, man, over the years you produced many classics. You know, uh, we, we was going to play uh, Pump Your Fist uh, with you and uh, Lil Mac, but uh, earlier uh, Sin brought up uh, Mind's Eye, you know, with you and King JC. So uh, yeah, that, we, might, we might go out here with both of them, man. They're both uh, dope songs from two dope different yeah, eras, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, but before I get out of here, brother, I want you... Uh, to have the floor, uh, you know, any shout-outs or, you know, website, social media. And, again, thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us, man. It's a huge honor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, pre- appreciate y'all again, man. Y'all, what y'all do is very much needed uh, for hip-hop history. Um, but, yeah, man, y'all can, y'all can holler at me, man, on Instagram. I'm at Trick. It's at P-A-P-A, fresh, T-R-I-C-K. Uh, you can get at me with my email, djtrick1200 at yahoo.com or djtrick1200 at gmail.com. Either one is the same. I'm, I'm, I'm always making beats. I mix, I master. Um, you know, uh, man, just... Just just blessed to be doing what I'm doing at my age. Uh, West 10 is about to shoot another video in the next couple of days. Uh, about to shoot the video to my solo, very first Pawpaw Fresh single uh, that will be on YouTube, Pawpaw Fresh. It'll be out everywhere. Um, yeah, just get at me, man. Let's let's collab. Let's make some good music, man. I'm, 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 I got records with people coming from... Uh, China, I got records coming out from people from London. It's amazing what's happening right now. I got production with some of these artists. Uh, you know, holler at me. Let's make some good music, man. And I uh, hope to see y'all on the stage very soon. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Huge honor, Pop Up Fresh. Uh, Thanks again for uh, stopping by to talk to us. Let's do this again in the future. Shout out to uh, King JC as well. This is Mind's Eye.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.